you are you are people. So I am. That's the kindest thing you've ever said about me, Clint. Thank you. That's... Nick Chubb right now is dancing in the streets with that acknowledgement. He blocked six kicks against Clemson. We didn't even play Clemson that year. If I know anything, if I know anything, you have led your family to ruin with this idea. This is, and again, seems to be a theme lately on the podcast. This is probably why I'm poor. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. We are back, as we said yeah. we would be. Um, not trying to rub it in, but it just feels like we deserve a pat on the back. You know what I'm saying? Just We need to rub it in, Daniel, because I think well, people people doubted us. I doubted us. That's I would hope people doubted us. Well, I, you yeah. are you are people, so I am. I am. That's the kindest thing you've ever said about me, Clint. Thank you. That's really makes me feel good. Um, uh, we are here for our midweek episode, and uh, we're going to take a deep dive, Clint. We're going to go into the deep end a little bit. Yeah, we are. Today. This is a little bit out of our uh, out of our depth, so to speak. See what I did there. This really is. Um, I see you. This is not. This is not a typical route for us. This might be the last time we do this as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, we're going to jump into to Notre Dame. Look, we assume you have lives out there, listeners. We know some of you don't. Yeah. We, we know you don't have lives. But we're assuming that for the most part you have lives. You have families. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you got, mm-hmm. maybe you got kids. You got jobs. You're gainfully employed. Maybe you're a student. Maybe you have relationships that matter to you. We assume that you don't have time to to research the Notre Dame depth chart. Yep. Uh, neither do we. No. Neither do we. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Does so, that? Yeah, I was going to say, is that going to stop us? Has being qualified stopped us from doing anything so far on this podcast, Clint? Not one. Not one thing. Nope. So, do we know how to use these microphones? No, we do not. Well documented. Yeah. <laughs> well documented. Uh, has that stopped us from trying? No, it has not. So, uh, yeah, we're going to jump into to Notre Dame. Uh, and before we do that, though, Clint, let's take care of a little business. Okay. I wanted to go. How, when did we start the the Mount Rushmore? I want to say it was about two months ago, Daniel. It was. I should grab the exact episode. I think I think it's episode 55. I believe okay. episode 55 was our very first Mount Rushmore episode. We did quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. Uh episode 66. Mm-hmm. And we are and we're wrapping it up. And we're wrapping Ooh. it up Clint with a doozy. This How is the one. That, this is the one 
where we say positions be damned. Throw them out the window. We don't care. We don't care when you played. We don't care what position you played. Uh, we just want to know who the four dudes are mm-hmm. that are most representative of the University of Georgia. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, Clint, who you got on your all-time UGA Mount Rushmore? Do you want all four of them in a row? Do you want me to just bam, 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 hit you, or do you want to go back and forth like we've let's been doing? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do all four. Let's, let's do, do all four. four. Right, this let's is put great. our cards on the table. I'll go first, then, Daniel. And then we'll, I will we'll, go first. We'll Why don't you go right. first, Clint? Number one. Mount Rushmore, all-time, granite chiseled, is chiseling the other faces with his hand, judo chopping, is Herschel Walker. He is there, number one, without a doubt. Uh, Number two, Nick Chubb, because if you are running back you, you have two running backs on the all-time, and I don't care. Nick Chubb, again, Daniel, we made the stipulation, look, this is my Mount Rushmore. This is my Mount Rushmore. You it don't is. get to come at me with this. Okay? It is. Uh, this is it my is. pet project off to the side. Uh, number three, David Pollock, all-time UGA on Mount Rushmore, uh, no, regardless of position. And Daniel, you think I'm going to add somebody else that played with Nick Chubb onto the list. You think I'm going to because Are I can't you not. Help. I can't help. Of course I am. No, I was, I was trying to set you up. It's Roquan oh. Smith. It's number four. <laughs> of course I am. Uh, Roquan Smith, number four on my Mount Rushmore of UGA players. I left off of there tons and tons and tons. I get that. I understand. Heinz Ward, Stitzgum. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it, Daniel. I don't care. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I love it. I love. I love that you're owning it. I am. I love that you're owning it. And I love that you've got the stones to put not only your favorite Georgia player of all time, Roquan Smith, but also my favorite Georgia player of all time, and Nick Chubb, on your Mount Rushmore because I didn't put either of them on mine. Uh, I just, that's just, I'm happy they're on somebody's. Nick, <laughs> yeah. Nick, I've never been happier for a fake, nonsensical, meaningless recognition for Nick for for Nick Chubb. I've never been happier for him. Like Nick Chubb right now is dancing I hope, in the streets I hope, with I that hope acknowledgement. Word, I hope word of this recognition gets to him somehow. Uh, Nick, if you're listening, and we know you are. We know you are. Uh, reach out to us. We'd love to have you on as a guest sometime. We'd love to just have you on just to chat. Yep. That would be a terrible interview. By the way, that would just Nick Chubb. Nick, great running back. Terrible interview. Terrible yeah. interview. Best best dude to say nothing after exploding on another team. Just ho humming his way through it. Let's recap. You have David Pollock. David Pollock. Uh, you have Herschel. Herschel. You've got Nick Chubb, and you got Roquan Smith. Correct. You have three players. Post two thousand, correct. You have two players post two thousand and fifteen, correct. <laughs> I don't care. Look, this is my Mount Rushmore. Roquan yes. Smith. I defy you to find a linebacker who made more impactful plays. Which Daniel, I know you will. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm. I'm setting you up, brother. I'm setting you up. Go ahead and let me know who. Uh, who's better than he, Roquan? He blocked every kick. <laughs> 
but I just don't know how many times I have to tell you, fools, that he blocked every kick. He blocked six kicks against Clemson. We didn't even play Clemson that year. He just, I think he ran out of the stands and he blocked some kicks. The refs didn't even know what to do with themselves. They said, I don't know what, was that a bird of some kind that just flew down here? Block this kick? All right. From left to right on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. This is Left being ranks. of most importance. Is that what you're talking No, about? that's not. These are not ranked. There are no rankings oh, okay. on Mount Rushmore. We've, we've, that's been well documented. So from left to right on Mount Rushmore, you have Boss Bailey, mm. who, who is the most freakishly athletic, most fun to watch linebacker in the history of the University of Georgia. My uh, all time favorite defensive player. At UGA. You have Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. And then you have Thomas Davis at yeah. the third spot. Yeah. Because, uh, because man, uh, it's Mount Rushmore. So it's overall impact. And Thomas Davis, what he did at Georgia, combined with what he's done since Georgia, uh, he's in that legendary. He's a... He's a first ballot Hall of Famer in the NFL. He's one of the greatest to ever do it at safety in the SEC. He was an enforcer. He was playing behind the line of scrimmage. He made every tackle. He made you piss your pants when you came over the middle. Uh, Thomas Davis did it all. He's a great dude. He's still playing football even though he's 47 years old or something. Uh, the Chargers went ahead and signed him to a vet minimum, and everybody else was like, oh, sure, go ahead and take him. And Thomas Davis has lots of gas still on that tank, y'all. Chargers could have signed him to a seven-year deal. He could have played that thing out. He could have just— Thomas yeah. Davis just—when they when the Carolina Panthers brought out that stupid drum to beat beforehand, Thomas Davis is still, by the way, still beating that to death. He is not done with it. There's still parts of it that aren't shattered into dust particles. And this is where it, it it was tough, Thomas Davis. Um, I I went I went over the head of two of the greatest defensive players to ever put on the red and black to pick Thomas Davis. Yeah, I went over the head of David Pollock and uh-huh. over the head of Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey did not make either of our Mount Rushmores, which is I thought which for certain, tough. Daniel. I thought for certain he'd be on yours. One Bailey. One Bailey only. I go with my heart above my head. That's what. That's yeah. the way I live my life. Plan. I can't. I can't help. If I know am. anything, if I know anything, you have led your family to ruin with this idea. <laughs> this is. This is, and again, seems to be a theme lately on the podcast. This is probably why I'm poor. Uh, <laughs> but, but I digress. And so maybe you're thinking to yourself, "Well, he's going to go. He's." He's going Thomas Davis, and he just said that he overlooked two of the greatest defensive players to ever play at Georgia. So he's going offensive side of the ball. So maybe he's going to come Heinz Ward on me, right? Old dancing, old, make... old dancing with the Stars, Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward, Ward didn't make either of our lists. Didn't make either of our lists. And if he ever finds oh, out about no. it, he'll murder us just by thinking it. Oh, That's my the... gosh. Heinz Ward could kill a man just by thinking it. I'm 90% sure. 
Heinz Ward, by the way, his face as he's killing the man is that grin that mm-hmm. is just ear to ear smiles. He ain't he ain't mad dogging you. He's, no, he's not grinning he's not as he's killing you. No. That's how it that's the look on his face as he was blocking you fifty yards downfield. Yeah. The, just on a run that was tackled two yards behind the line of scrimmage. And he's got you, thought, you he's got you twenty five yards locked up by the shoulder pads and just driving you backwards. You thought clowns were terrifying. And then you saw him grinning. You just your face is two feet away from his, locked up, and he's not letting go. There's a whistle blowing straight in his ear, and he is pretending to be deaf. Uh, Clint, I don't know if you're going to like this or you're not going to like it. Listeners, I don't know if you're going to like this or you're not going to like it. But I'm here to tell you that sometimes when you got the chisel and you got a big... (laughs) The look on your face, Clint. And you got a big block of granite. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this... This fourth spot on my all-time UJ Mount Rushmore for a while. When you got the chisel and you got a big block of granite, you got to make a choice. Are you going to look to the past or are you going to look to the future? And Clint, you did not. You did I've, not. I go with my heart, not not with my head. And so you know who I'm going to carve on that on that block of granite. I'm going to carve damn Kirby Smart yeah, you're on right. my UGA all-time Mount Rushmore. Because this is the guy, Clint, that's going to go down as the greatest coach in the history of UGA. This is the guy that's going to go down as the guy that leads UGA to the promised land of college football. I'm not talking about one national championship and one other season being ranked in the top five. I'm talking about this is the guy that's going to lead us to perennial dominance and the pinnacle of college football. And so I don't have time to make two Mount Rushmores, Clint. I don't have to come back I don't have time to come back and chisel over Thomas Davis's face and put Kirby Smart up there, so I'm just gonna go and put him up there right now, Clint. Kirby Smart. I got two safeties on my Mount Rushmore. One of them one of the greatest football players of all time, and one of them is just a little shrimpy white dude. What what say you? Uh, That's right. Daniel. That's right. I am I am not one that is often without the words. You're just mad. You're just mad you didn't think of it. And that's the thing. I no, I I thought about it, and then I thought to myself, this is Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. Not hypothetical Mount Rushmore, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Here's here's who we're gonna get. By the way, you know what guy we're gonna get on Twitter? We're Please gonna get guy. Me. We're gonna get guy that says, Daniel, you have single handedly cursed UGA oh. football for do for saying such a thing. You have single handedly just... thrown us into a pit of despair with your prediction and your hope, Daniel. How dare you! Let me tell you. Let me tell you this, Johnny. Come lately, Georgia fan who on Twitter who's going to come and say something like that. If you think some guy saying something is going to curse you as a Georgia fan, you ain't been a Georgia fan for more than two seconds. Because the curse is here, fellas. Like it's not. We're not talking about a hypothetical. You're living in it right now. We're here. We're here. Every day of your life is the curse. There's not a. 
because we haven't we haven't been to we haven't been to paradise where by the way I do expect Kirby to take us as well uh, in a long time uh, Daniel I'm just I my shocked expression is just pride I am beaming mm, with I know you would be I know you would because be. I am so happy you put Kirby on there uh, look you guys by the way when the article came out talking about Kirby Smart wanting to stay at Georgia for his lifetime, and there were people that didn't want this to happen. They wanted to see how things played out. Please leave. You know where the door is. Bye-bye. It's the big rectangular object over on the side. It has a big green mm-hmm. neon thing. Exit above it. Mm-hmm. Get out. Because I want to sign Kirby to a lifetime deal right now, today, mm-hmm. forever. Because he's the, he's, he's the best coach that we're ever going to see in our program's history. Absolutely couldn't agree more. Daniel, I'm proud of you. Just slap him up there. Just slap him up on Mount Rushmore. So that's it. That's my Mount Rushmore. I got Boss Bailey. That's the heart. I got Herschel Walker. That's the no-brainer. I got Thomas Davis. That's the muscle. And uh, I got Kirby Smart. That's the future. That's I love it. That's where we're at. Um, uh, that wraps it up for us. Yeah, it does. For Mount Rushmore, uh, for that series. Uh, we got a couple, couple things in the hopper that we're gonna we're, we're gonna move into in future episodes, uh, but let us know your thoughts yep. and opinions. Unless you think I've cursed us, and then don't bother, don't bother, don't ask, don't ask. But tell us who gonna... your Mount Rushmore is. Yeah, we tell us love. if you know Nicobe Dean. He makes your Mount Rushmore of the future, <laughs> the greatest linebacker of all time. Just throw him up there. Nolan Smith. You're gonna go if you're gonna go future. You gotta go somebody that's got potential to do more. That like Kirby Smart. Let me ask you this. Could win. Could win 15 national championships. Nicobe Dean can't do that. No, he can't. Let me ask you this really quick. Since we're on future prognosticating, Jake Fromm wins Natty this year. Is he the greatest Georgia quarterback of all time? If Jake Fromm wins the Natty this year and is, um. Prolific and, in and his is and is a key factor uh-huh. slash maybe the most important offensive factor in terms of winning that natty. Uh, I think it is there is not there's not a single doubt that he's the greatest Georgia quarterback of all time. There's not a single doubt completely at agree. that point uh, because he would have done it then. Three years taking us to the top, taking us right to the top. The first year you could argue, oh, it was Nick and Sony carried him. The second year you could argue he didn't, he carried the team, but they didn't get there. Yeah. But if he carries the team this year and we make it all the way, then I think you, I think he's, I think that's it. Yeah. That's who, that's who we're talking about. Yeah. Also, Uh, he'll be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Also, he will be making boatloads of money for the foreseeable future. He will play for the um, Miami Dolphins next year. Ugh. Sorry Josh about Rosen, your life, Jake. You, from do you like uh, you like competition, Rosen? <laughs> how how is UCLA competition and Miami Dolphins competition? Oh wait, yeah. Jake Fromm competition. Hello, yeah. uh, Daniel. That is Josh Rosen a five star quarterback? Because I'm asking for a friend. Because if he is, he's going to transfer away from Miami. Yeah. Is there Can a transfers? Are there transfer? Is there a portal? Because Jake Fromm puts people in the portal. That's what he does. He takes... all I know is when Jake Fromm shows up, quarterbacks scurry. He's he's like you know he rats light to cockroaches. Yeah. Yes, he, he is. is. Uh, all right, Clint. Let's 
let's spend the next few minutes let's deep looking into Notre Dame. Here's the thing I notice about Notre Dame, about this Notre Dame game plan. And that's why I think it's important conversation for us to have. Because, listener, you may fall into this trap yourself. Uh, everyone I talk to, Clint, you may not talk to as many Georgia fans as I do because you live out in godforsaken West Coast. But every Georgia fan that I talk to, when you talk to them about the Notre Dame game, mm-hmm. the confidence that they have that we're going to win this game, Clint, scale of 1 to 10, it goes to 11. A needle it's, broke off. This is a spinal tap level of confidence that we're dealing Correct. with here. Uh, so, what I have also noticed, though, is that none of those Georgia fans who are excessively confident that we're going to win this game mm-hmm. seem to be able to articulate why. No. Other than, and I quote, Notre Dame sucks. <laughs> that's that's what... That's the analysis so far that yeah. I've received in terms of why everyone is so confident that we're going to win this game. So I ask you, Clint, uh-huh. because on the last episode, if my memory serves, uh-huh. you may have you may have indicated a bit of wariness for this I, game. I am, Daniel. I'm two, a episode, little... two episodes ago, I said that this was the game that made me the most nervous. Uh-huh. And so I ask you, just as we start this deep dive, what is it that what is there to be nervous about when it comes to Notre Dame? Here's what's nervous. A couple key things. Ian Book is going to come back confident as confident can be. So you got a quarterback who is competent, who came in. Uh, the best thing we could hope for is actually Ian Book stubs his toe somewhere, and and Winbush is playing quarterback for them. Uh, but you got a I don't lot. Think Wim, I don't think Wimbush is still in the team. I think he's I transferred. I, I think. I think he. I, I think he has to now. I was just. I think he went to the Justin Fields Memorial Transfer Portal. <laughs> uh, but by the way, I really hope. I really hope next year uh, Ohio State gets like another five-star kid that comes in and forces Justin Fields to transfer a third, a second time. Nothing. Uh, that'd be phenomenal. Nothing would make me happier. Um. So, Daniel, if you just take a cursor look over their offense, they have a quarterback who's competent. Uh, they are going to have an offensive line that is seasoned, to say the least, Daniel. They got a whole lot of mm-hmm. seniors and juniors on that roster, played a lot of games. Uh, they've been recruiting fairly well, not extraordinarily, but fairly well. They're going to be coming in riding sky high because they play in the independent side of the ball, which means they play no Which, one. What does that mean? Come on, to, to tell the listener. I'll tell. Because we're I'll tell all dying to know. Yeah. We're all dying Here's what to it know means. what in the world that means. Here's what it means. It's Brian Kelly gets to say, gets to have his cake and eat it too, because he gets to make a schedule and play bogus crap teams forever, and then he gets to whine and moan and complain at the end of the year that he didn't have a chance to get in the playoffs because he didn't have a championship game for his conference, and it's not his fault. You know what could happen really easy? Join a conference. Just any any conference. If only there was a conference that was desperate to have you join it, like the ACC. That that would be weird if you did that. 
so Whatever. what happens, if you're looking at this team, what you're looking at is a lot of senior leadership. Uh, I'm just going to run down even their defensive side of the ball. So their offensive side of the ball, look at the O-line, all juniors and seniors. Defensive side of the ball, their starting depth chart across the D-line, uh, senior, junior, junior, senior. Linebackers, senior, senior. There's only one sophomore uh, projected. This is, these are all projections, by the way. But as of right now, there's only one sophomore projected. Their whole entire secondary, they're all seniors. Uh, and Ian Book is an experienced quarterback who's played in some high-level situations in college football so far. Uh-huh. That's what gives us a little bit of pause, Daniel. Okay. I hear you. I would say, to me, the bulk of the pause uh, is, uh, when you talk about those, seniors don't scare me. You know what I'm saying? Seniors I'm talking. Don't. I'm talking experience coming in on a road game into yeah. a harsh environment. I'm talking the intangible side of it. We haven't even gotten to the statistical side of it yet. But we'll I, think ta- I think talent scares me. Yeah. Uh, and they do have some talent. Um, uh, specifically, this, they get this kid Julian Okwara, def- yeah. d- defensive end. Um, yeah. he's gonna be a first rounder. He might be a top ten pick. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a big time pick. Their other defensive end, Kareem, yeah. uh, Khalid Kareem, I believe. Uh, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a first. He's gonna be a day two draft pick. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, and then yeah, they got this guy Ian Book. I just is Ian Book good, Clint? I don't. That's the question I have, the and ju- I'm, ge- I'm genuinely the jury's still out. Yeah, no, I I agree. The jury's still out. If somebody says to me Ian Book is a top tier quarterback, that's not the case. He has performed well in pressure situations. I don't know if he's got the stones to last mm-hmm. overall. Uh, he was he was an unranked quarterback coming out of high school uh, up in Northern California. Uh, he has shown himself to have some. Good moxie, as they call it, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's still out. We don't know if he can he can be pinpoint precise when he needs to be. I think you go back and you watch Ian Book, and you get a lot of this is going to be a this is a unfair name that I'm about to throw out because it's going to make it seem like I have an unnecessarily low view of Ian Book. I'm excited, but, I, but when I when I watch Ian Book play, I get a little bit of a Grayson Lambert vibe. Oh my gosh. How are you going to do a boy dirty like that, Daniel? I know. It's real tough. It's real oh. tough what I just went with. Here's what I mean by that, though. Here's what I mean by that. He's a, he's a dink and he's a, he's a checkoff yeah. guy. Yeah. He's not, he is not a vertical passing threat guy. And, and to be fair, he's maybe Jake Fromm as a freshman. Maybe. Not okay. Jake Fromm as okay. a sophomore, and so okay. maybe this year we're going to start to see Jake Fromm as a sophomore, even though Ian Book will be a senior this year. Uh, but this will be sort of his second full year of really playing, right? And so maybe the vertical passing game will start to emerge. But to me, when I look at their offense, I think their offensive line concerns me, and I yeah. think their tight ends concern me. I think their Cole commit is uh, is a good one. I think their running backs concern me, not just in the running game, but in the passing game. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. And so I think those are the kinds of things that 
Yeah, is is let's start. Maybe let's ask this question: Is Notre Dame going to score some points against UGA? What's your, well, I, what's, your, what's your gut say right now? I mean, this the, or the defense for Georgia, I think we all think is is a is a pretty big question mark, but right. has a has so much optimism. We can there's, be there's so we much can upside. Be stuff of yes, we could be stuff of legend by the end of the season, or we can be just a giant dumpster fire. Uh, give me an over under. When you say will they be able to score? Give me an over under. Seventeen. Ooh. Yeah, I think I think they can get to that against. You think us. Oh, oh, you think over seventeen? I would take the over seventeen. Yeah, I would. So you like this to be an over forty-five total? If the yeah. if the if Vegas puts the total at forty-five, you're going over. I take the over on that. I take us twenty-eight thirty to twenty twenty-five, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think to me, the thing that makes me most excited when I think about Notre Dame and playing them, and the thing that gives me the most confidence. So Georgia fans, if you're looking for a reason to back up why you're so confident in this game, I think I think I found it. I think this I think it's Notre Dame's defense, which I think is going to be bad. Yep. I don't think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be bad. Yep. I think Notre Dame has two great players on their defense. And I just talked about them both. They both play defensive end. Clint, what would you say the strength of our team is? Wait, Daniel, uh, we we probably we probably should really find some monster, huge men to get out there then and, and block those guys. If only we had those. Oh wait, in triplicate. Possibly the best overall player on our team. Yeah. His name's Andrew. And what position yeah. does he play? Oh, yeah, that's right. Tackle. Okay. Tackle. So so I'm going to go ahead and take Julian. Just go ahead and, and we'll see you next year, brother, yep. at the draft in whatever yep. city it's in, Chicago, Dallas. Have fun because you'll be plastered with a 6'5", 350-pound man. Great. Good for you. Now, now I did some I did some reading on on the the Notre Dame beat writers. Okay? And their some of their some of their season previews. Okay. On a few different sites. I did some reading. And they they are just beside themselves about these defensive ends and how talented they are. Okay. And then they say, now granted, they're going to need to be good because Mm -hmm. Notre Dame is specifically weak at, are you ready for this? Uh Corner. Yeah. Linebacker. And defensive tackle. So, so, so what they're Clint. saying is if the if any other situation save for third and eight, third and eight, man, they, they got us pinned. But outside of that situation, they don't know. It's, it's just a coin toss. Let's just say hypothetically uh-huh. that Trey Hill and mm. Ben Cleveland <laughs> roll up on a double team on one of said defensive tackles. Okay. And by the way, so we're talking the some of the best in the SEC, not going against other best defensive line, but mediocre a to stated weakness, a stated okay. weakness. Yeah. Um. And then you know, so basically, what I I mean, I just I feel like this game is going to get out of hand quickly for Notre Dame because I feel like the running game 
with our offensive line matched up against their defensive line is going to pull the safeties down in the box. And then what I'm reading are weak corners mm-hmm. are going to be one-on-one mm-hmm. with J.J., with Dominic Blaylock, mm. with Demetrius Robertson, with Matt Landers, with Jorge Pickens. Jorge we're, Pickens, we're just, we're, we're, What's going to happen when Jake Fromm runs play action on second and two? Not third and eight, but second and two. And I just, I feel like this could be a game, top 10 matchup. This could be a game where Georgia covers at 45 on their on their own. I really do feel like, I don't know what their offense is going to do. I think they'll be able to move the ball. Uh, because I think they run kind of, they'll run kind of a system offense and be able to, and they, they'll get yards. And they'll move the ball, but uh, I expect I expect big play after big play, not only in the passing game but also in the running game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the thing that that reeks for me opportunity in this game is the linebackers. I think I looked at I think the top five tacklers from last year Notre Dame they gone. They gone. Uh, they, they had they had three or four players drafted. They had another leading tackler not get drafted, but graduate yeah. off the team. And yeah, so they have very little experience and productivity. Just saying, those, those seniors that we're talking about, I, those are guys that have just been riding the pine. I understand so that. We'll what see. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is temper. I, I say temper because anytime you get me an experienced guy who can do some things, talent means a ton and productivity is there. But if you give me some seniors, some guys that have been in the program, they can try to at least, I don't know, make an assignment happen from time to time uh, is my gut on it. So we're not going to come out and embarrass them. It might get embarrassing late. It might just steamroll to the point where we do pile on to them late, but that's because we've crushed their soul. Um, but yeah. the linebackers are nothing to be scared about. I think DeAndre Swift early on in the season, I think – uh, James, I think Zeus, whoever's out there, I think Brian Heron, they are going to get their touches and they're going to get yards in bundles, chunk plays, 10, yeah. 12, 20 yard chunks. It's not going to be an issue at all. Uh, Jake Fromm might throw seven passes all game long this game. You know, um, that's yeah. where if I'm Notre Dame, I'm real terrified of our strength being able to grind out huge no, I'm sorry grind was the stupidest term I've used yet explosive run plays yeah. to yeah. shove down their mouth um, and just for what it's worth uh, more beat writers for Notre Dame have Notre Dame losing a projected 27 to 17 oh wow that is lower scoring than I yep would have guessed yep Fascinating. They only have Notre Dame scoring 17 points. Um, I mean, this is a team. This this it's sort of funny to say this, but this a this team had a good year last year. I mean, yep. this is a this is a college football playoff team that we're talking about, uh, and yet, and a team that returns its starting quarterback and. Um, lost a lot on defense, but is going to come in top 10 rank. They'll have a lot to prove. They'll they have will. a lot to prove. Uh, I just think the the matchup 
is it it's it's pretty overwhelming in yep. favor of Georgia. I think the only thing Notre Dame has to hope for is to win a shootout against a, a vulnerable young Georgia defense. And that's that's very young with the exception of J.R. Reed and Richard LeCount. Our you know, our defense on the especially on the off the, on the line de- of scrimmage, you know, yes. from linebackers back. Uh, our defense is exceptionally young with the exception of those two guys. And so uh, so I think that's the only hope Notre Dame might have is to get to get this game into a shootout type situation. So I just don't necessarily see that happening. Nope, I agree. Uh, all right. Well, that'll about do it for conversation today. Yep. We'll, we'll have more previews. We'll deep dive even further as the season progresses. When we face Notre Dame, we'll be back and we'll do another preview of them. We'll yeah, see if our first early take. prediction, our first yeah. take, we'll we'll be fair. We'll critique ourselves. If we're stupid and wrong hey. about this, we'll we'll let you know. We've we've not failed to do it in the past. We we're well aware of our liabilities and short. Our deficiencies are crystal clear. Then and they're just material for the podcast, really. It's not even we're really just giving ourselves, keeping ourselves in business right now. <laughs> uh, we will be back on Monday with another episode uh, full of prognostications and ramblings of various uh-huh. sorts. Um, uh, we got a new segment we're going to introduce on Monday that uh, we think you'll like and a bunch more to talk about as well. So uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. We appreciate it. Uh, we do. We appreciate you listening. And we're here to endure the offseason together. So we'll talk to you We're going to work through this slog right neck and neck with you. Okay? Yeah. The swamp is, just... is... We'll get through it. All right? We will. All right. Talk to you guys then. See ya.